did he fit in the overhead compartment? <laughs> put him in one of those, like, uh, uh excuse those, like, me, Mr. Mao. In the back. Uh, you're gonna have to. I can see the we can't. Thing coming down be like, uh, he doesn't fit he, you. Yeah. He, unless Lin Biao can fit under the seat in front of you, you're gonna have to put him in the overhead. I'm sorry, I'm so, ma'am, but so just gonna keep require him in there. Sorry, sorry, ma'am, ma'am, you need to check him, ma'am. He does not fit. You need to they check him or s- get him a ticket. You know that. You know when they just keep slamming the door because it won't close, and then eventually it does close. <laughs> heads there, His heads just get Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. It's Steve along with the other Steve. Hi, I'm the other Steve. And Ryan. <laughs> I got a bottle tonight. No I was going to say, that was that was a weird pop top. Is that a rolling wow. rock? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you insult my granddad's beer. <laughs> yeah, that was... We came back dad, from like, the war, rock. they had rolling rock everywhere, <laughs> and we bought it because it was green. <laughs> he he liked it, and then he said we couldn't like he couldn't get it anymore because they got bought out by I think by by Anheuser Busch or one of the other big brewers, and they moved the they moved the brewer out of Latrobe. Yeah, Latrobe. Yeah. I only know about the city of Latrobe because they brew beer there. That's the only reason, and they're on a bunch of beer bottles. That's that's probably the only reason. <laughs> it's, it's probably the only reason too now about them. <laughs> It's probably the only reason that entire town exists. Shout out to our Latrobe listeners. <laughs> They're out there. We got we got a lot of we got a lot of Troika heads in Latrobe. Oh my god. Oh shit. So this will be part two of our discussion of Lin Biao. Um, so last time we talked about sort of Lin Biao's rise to prominence, um, where, where he sort of starts out, you know, from from humble beginnings. You know, he goes to military school. He rises up in the ranks in the nationalist military. Um, he defects to the communists, um, is with Mao through most of the war, um, takes a bullet to the head um, when the Sino-Japanese, the second Sino-Japanese war starts up. He gets uh, he gets shot in the head by one of his uh, by by a friendly unit, not one of his own men, but another another general's men Very uh, early because Pat he decided Truman. to ride around on, on a horse in a Japanese officer's uniform with a katana. <laughs> and after he returned Strategy. From, from convalescing in the, in the Soviet Union, yes, it was all just a clever ploy to gain access to their camp. It's a gambit. And then when they weren't paying attention, he would steal their flag and ride back with it. <laughs> And not get shot by his own army while he has the And thus, yeah. Capture the Flag was born. Capture the... Yeah. <laughs> it's always been Capture the Flag. All wars have been modified Capture the Flag. And capture the Flag always has been. It's kind of like... Yeah. <laughs> and, and due to Lynn's sort of uh, mental illness that comes from his traumatic brain injury... Um, as well as some other probably real health issues, though it seems a lot of it is, is sort of like a like a hypochondria type deal. Um, he is out of the picture for a lot of the 50s, which allows him to sort of escape, um, you know, being put up for projects that end up failing. Um, he's not involved in the, the Korean War, for instance, and that allows him to get out of the purges of those who were sort of close with the Soviet Union. 
Um, and then as the 60s go on, um, he begins rising in prominence despite his attempts to not really rise in prominence. <laughs> no, no, please don't don't like me, please. It's like, Ro- guy. No, it's like Robert E. Lee. Don't make me don't make any statues of me, guys. It's gonna make things worse. <laughs> guys, for real, he, don't do that. Please Bad don't idea. do that. Don't don't do that. Don't name educational institutions about me either. I don't want that either. D- don't he, he also sort of the... Go ahead. Go on. I was gonna say also uh, that guy Stonewall. Don't 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 name anything after him either. <laughs> well, he actually got shot by his own men and died, so he, he didn't really get that chance. <laughs> he's three Stooges of the Confederacy. <laughs> but but Lynn is is very much like a George Costanza like figure. You know, he has this this plan of how he's going to survive this, but he he keeps getting promoted, and, and also very like office space like fashion. He just has to look really busy, and Mal just has no problem yeah. with him being there anymore. If he just looks busy and he's always angry, people will think you know <laughs> that he's overwhelmed. Ha ho! Alone. Yeah. Give Mal a really good sandwich. That's, that's the key right there. That's, a, that's the key to get promoted is a really good sandwich. Who's an uh, eggplant parm? Excuse me, Lynn? Uh, yes. Uh, you took Mal's parking space. Well, it was the good <laughs> one near the good bathroom. <laughs> Uh, so Lynn, Lynn has sort of continued to rise in, in prominence. You know, his wife is, is sort of like controlling things behind the scenes as well, um, because even though he is getting these these higher and higher positions, um, he's not actually dealing with them properly. He's only given like two briefings a day and they're each like 30 minutes. So he, he doesn't really have enough like information to really know what's going on. So he knows and- just enough to be dangerous. Well, I would, I would say he, 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 like, he doesn't really even know enough to do his job. It would be like if you went into work and you, you were like, all right, at the beginning of the day, you, you tell them, like, all right, tell me everything I need to know in, like, half an hour. And they, <laughs> they get through, like, three things. And then the rest of the day, you you spend, like, I guess, like, sleeping or whatever. I don't know what he did throughout most of the day. I mean, good God, fuck. And then, he and was then at busy, the end though. of the day. He was very busy. Very busy. And then at very, the end of the busy. day, he gets a half hour, and he's essentially like, "What did I miss?" And then they tell him like two things, and he's like, "All right, I'm done for the day." Uh, that's enough for me. So guys. he was a CEO, know. pretty much. A CEO or a general manager, basically. The general manager of Communist China. <laughs> <laughs> it in so until May of 1967. Always um, he can be communist. <laughs> Always be red guarding. <laughs> he he continues to support the red guards until about 1967, when Joe and Lai is able to to sort of um, get Mao um, to to moderate their activity because they've gotten so out of control in some areas that they have to send in the People's Liberation Army to sort of like rein them in and in some cases arrest some of them because they've like gone too out of control. And just to give me a quick, like, 30-second recap on Mao Zedong. So Mao, he's a big, jolly Chinese guy. <laughs> he likes communism, loves himself, and he took over China. Okay. <laughs> he, looks like a, he looks like a middle-aged woman, and that's why the number one, um, the number one Mao um, impersonator in China is a middle-aged woman. Yep. That's fucking amazing. Her name's Jolene. <laughs> so Mao, 
Mal sort of, you know, after he wins the Civil War, he sort of begins um, these the sort of like great projects, like the Great Leap Forward, um, which, which is sort of like a crash industrialization program. Um, and, and all of his projects really fail. Like, none, none of them really yield any results. Um, he's not able to really industrialize China through his methods. Um, a lot of the farming techniques they introduce that they that they sort of take from the Soviet Union, uh, most of them sort of from Stalin's era, um, based off the the sort of findings of a, of a sort of like a quack agricultural scientist named Lysenko. Um, they don't really they don't really work. Um, so it causes a massive famine. So by the mid '60s, there's they're sort of trying to push Mao out of power. Whoops. Um, yeah. And oopsie. And so the the relationship between the Soviet Union and communist China had sort of collapsed um, after Khrushchev takes over because, um, as a lot of people know, when Khrushchev takes over, the first thing he does is he gives what's called the secret speech, where he essentially criticizes what Stalin had done um, and saying that Stalin had gone too far in the purges um, and that, you know, he shouldn't have done what he did to to loyal communist party members. What's wrong with that speech? Um, so Mao doesn't like this because Mao sees himself as being like Stalin and that he, he can't be criticized. But uh, Mao agrees that Stalin killing millions of people was okay then? Well, he he, he doesn't believe that, that Stalin should be criticized for it. He, he doesn't believe... Oh, yeah, he, leave him alone, He doesn't dude. believe, you know, that, that he should... He believes leave that a Brittany, leader should leave be Mao alone! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Sorry, Stalin. Leave Stalin alone. Uh. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. And so uh, a lot of and, and sort of like from the 1966 uh, until later, until sort of like um, wins uh, death, he, he sort of tries to moderate um, aspects of the Cultural Revolution. Um, he, he's not really happy with how it's been going privately. Um, and while he is, you know, publicly a supporter of it, um, he tries to sort of change things um, within the military. He tries to protect his his sort of um, followers, um, and he he always um, and he at one point even defends Zhou Enlai um, around the same time that that Joe sort of puts in these efforts to moderate the Cultural Revolution. Um, Lin, one of Lin's followers, um, Chen Boda. He will he will sort of come to Joe's aid when when Joe's going to be persecuted by Red Guards and convinces them you know that that Joe is actually you know a big supporter of Lim Biao. Every time you say Red Guards, I think of uh, the Elder Scrolls. <laughs> yeah. Why are these so red, like, Why are these Red Guards over here? <laughs> <laughs> they should be over in Hammerfell. Not here. Um. So it. Joe will later on, um, he'll he'll sort of like praise Lin. Um, he'll um, he'll he'll write an apology um, to Lin, um, and after um, after Lin complains to Mao um, that that Joe's like publicly praising him too much. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a little on the nose, pal. Suck it up a little bit too hard, bro. Because. Because part of it is that you're supposed to love Mao the most, so if you love anyone else more than Mao, it, it sort of becomes, you know, like like a threat to Mao. 
So that's another reason why why Lin is sort of like, yeah, he's he's praising me too much. He shouldn't be praising me that much. I'm not you. <laughs> Seriously. No. That is like and, the most brown nosing holy shit. <laughs> and and two like we Joe is one of the other major figures that's sort of active in China at this time. And another one is Mao's wife, um, Jiang Chen. Um Jiang Chen is like a um, she's a former actress. She's Mao's fourth wife, um, and she um, she's sort of like one of the more radical people. She's the leader of what comes to be known as the Gang of Four, mm. um, which is this group of sort of like four high-ranking Communist Party members. Um, they're really pushing the Cultural Revolution and are big fans of it. Okay. Um, and he'll he'll sort Lin will sort of ally with her against Joe um, because one of the things um, that Joe does is he wants to sort of um, bring China and the United States closer together now that China has sort of parted ways with the Soviet Union. Okay. Um, so he will he'll participate he'll sort of work with her um, to sort of push against this because he he's of the mind that you know they should be wary of both the Soviet Union and the United States you know that they shouldn't be like sort of having a detente with either of them because he believes that they're both want to undermine China okay so th- so he's not wrong yeah no yeah no he's he's not wrong by a long shot well I would say that that partnering with the, the United States as they did in the '70s was was very smart because while they are on their their own, you know they have no allies. And even came to a point in in nineteen in 1968 um, that the Soviet Union was actually planning on possibly invading the People's Republic of China and possibly using nuclear weapons against China. Um, it, it anecdotally said, um, you know, that Henry Kissinger was approached. At a, at a gala at, at an embassy and, and the Soviet ambassador sort of like tested the waters with him about um, a, a Soviet intervention into China and he, he told them that the United States would not be favorable to that no um, we're not going to be sort of okay un- with that and, and there's sort of other documents that seem to say you know that because Soviet and Chinese relations had gotten that bad that that probably would have happened huh um, and you have so to basically just China- the threat of the United States being like uh uh-uh, uh bitch is enough for them to be like, so let's not do this. <laughs> well, they don't. They don't want to be fighting two powers at once. So again, basically, the threat of the United States coming in there and swooping in with our fucking freedom, bald eagle, our, our tens of thousands of pounds of ordnance, just to fucking turn your yeah. country into a parking lot is enough for them to be like, you know what? Let's just not. Let, let's just let's hang back because the U.S. isn't cool with this. Well, essentially. You, you, well, I would say that the other, it, not in those terms, but the fact that you're going to start a land war with a country that has a billion people, um, and then and then another, like the other superpower in the world doesn't want you to be doing it, so you're going to be fighting two wars against two massive nations. Um, Hitler did it like an idiot, <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I mean, there is historical precedent <laughs> for being dumb. Dude, but you don't understand, buddy. He had the spear of Longinus, so... <laughs> <laughs> and the and and he and and real quick throwback, he had the running prowess. That's right. Yeah. In, Imagine you in. have the spear of Longinus and the running prowess. Uh, <laughs> you could t- you could probably take on the U.S., China, India, and Russia at the same time. 
just just running around, like sort of jumping up and stabbing people with the spears, like your your Achilles in, in Troy. Exactly. They just see that. Um, no, they just see that spear, and all of a sudden they're on your side. But he, he's got um, it, you he, guys. Even though, um, he, even though Win is, is sort of willing to to ally with uh, Jang against um, Joe, um, as, as sort of like a strategic relationship. Um, he he really clashes heads with her a lot over her trying to interfere in Chinese military affairs. Hmm. I'm sure it's 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 just just patriarchy, right? Just that masculine. No women don't know anything about this. Shut up, type. Well, no, mindset. N- no, it's it's the fact that he he's aware that that she's like a very like conniving woman. Like she, like she's the, like she is one of the architects of the Cultural Revolution and like everything that went bad there. She's like a very she's considered one of the greatest villains of like modern Chinese history. She's the Betsy DeVos of Ch- Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, except gotcha. Betsy DeVos is, is a villain in a completely different way. Uh, also, I totally love that picture of her falling into the fucking ocean. <laughs> Yo, and then apparently God. someone got threatened to take it down, so someone just put it back up again. Listen, the problem is the internet never forgets. So when the first time it was up, that's it. And they said no, take it down. No, that's it. You're fucked. You're fucked. You're Pictures fucked. don't come off the internet. Sorry. <laughs> My favorite part of it is it pretty much sums up her uh, experience as a politician so far too. She's, she uh, looks she's like a soaking fucking wet poodle. She's completely in <laughs> over her head. She's sinking. It's amazing. Anyway, sorry. Back to China. Um, and and later on in, in 1969, um, the the China and the Soviet Union have a series of like border skirmishes, um, where they where their troops fight over um, Wait, over an they island. They share a border. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I was just I, joking. I'm joking. I was about to be very offended because I thought I China was an island <laughs> off the coast of Siberia. <laughs> they they fight over a, an island on the border, like within a, a river island called Jembao Island, um, and th- this like sort of uninhabited island um, that's sort of by Mongolia. Um, it, it becomes like a like a tipping point that that luckily it doesn't escalate any further. Um, but um, Lin is able to sort of like, and his followers are able to use this um, to sort of deepen their power um, within China and the Cultural Revolution. Um, so it, they're they're able to use this to like boost his appeal because he was able to successfully, um, in in the eyes of the public, like sort of push off the Soviet Union. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Because um, cause at this point, too, publicly, like, the Soviet Union says that, like, the, the Chinese are crazy, um, you know, that they're following a very, like, unorthodox and radical form of communism, and and they view them as, like, a threat. And then also the, the People's Republic of China, they, they believed that the Soviet Union are sort of, like, reactionaries, um, that, that they're sort of, like, false communists, and they've sort of betrayed the communist cause. That's a strange view to take of the Soviet Union, but okay. Um, so in, in April of, of 1969, um, Lin becomes officially the second in charge of China. Um, this, this is after... Hasn't he been for uh, some time now, anyway? Well, he was he was already no. like one of the most powerful, but this, this makes it official. Okay. Um, so following the first plenary session of the Ninth Central Committee of the Communist Party of China, um... He he's sort of um, he he's sort of put into the 
um, party constitution as being Mao second in command, like his his second in, his second in charge. So that if something was to happen to Mao, he would become the leader of China. Oh shit! Oh shit! Okay, okay. So he's like the vice president. He's like Al Gore. Yeah, it's kind of. It's not as cool because he didn't invent the internet. (laughs) That's true. He doesn't have any award-winning documentaries. (laughs) Exactly. Uh. Um. So his his amount of supporters is is more than those of of Jang, and they're also um they're also much more than those that support Joe. Um. And largely, this is because. Um, 45% of the Central Committee is made up of members of the Army. Ah. Um, so, so all of these Army um, officers, um, they, they support Lin. Um, and then all, along with the other people, it allows them to sort of dominate the Politburo. Okay. Um, but, but what happens is, is that um, later on, at the, at the second plenary session uh, of the Ninth Central Committee... Um, which, which is held um, from August to September of 1970, uh, Mao becomes like very uncomfortable with Lin's growing power, and, and he sort of moves against Lin and his supporters, um, and he attacks some of Lin's suggestions at the conference. So he starts to get paranoid, like every like leader. Yes, like like, and, and essentially everybody else who's also come up into um, sort of prominence or power in, in post-war um, China. Okay. Um, and, and two, because Lin is like the, the number one cheerleader for Mao um, at, at that time as well, um, he begins to be criticized for, for sort of the excesses of the party um, in that, you know, it's not Mao's fault. It's the person who's like the head of Mao's cult, <laughs> um, which, okay. which is Lin by default. Yeah, yeah. Um, factions within the army... Um, be, begin to sort of distance themselves from Lin, um, and um, Mao um, he he sort of uh, rehabilitates um, a number of civilian um, officials who had been purged during the early years of the Cultural Revolution, um, who were Joe's supporters, um, and he also begins um, to adopt Joe's effort um, to improve relations with the United States. Um, so he gives Joe a lot of like go-aheads to just sort of put out feelers to the United States um, hey, to, guys, to sort of improve uh, their relationship. How you guys feel about a uh, communist uh, great aunt? How you about that? Huh? Hmm? <laughs> how do you guys feel about awkward haircuts? How do you feel about that? <laughs> it's ball. It's literally bald on. It's okay. It's like your your, your typical, you know, fifty sixty male pattern baldness, but. The sides are just a fucking blowout of hair. Just ex- <laughs> just accentuated to the, like the nth degree. Like he it's just took insane. It's like he soaked the rest of his head in brill cream and just <laughs> you know, coated it around. Shine, shines up the ball. Shined it up, yeah, absolutely. He, he applied Propecia just on the sides and back of his yeah. fucking scalp. <laughs> every time, every time I. Every time someone says Propecia, I think of that part in the office. It's a quick line, so you may not remember it, where he's like, uh, Michael, I have something to talk to you about. And Michael's like, did you get my Propecia? Did you touch my Propecia? (laughs) 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 Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Um, And and at that that same conference, um, Mal became um, very displeased with Lynn um, because um, comments were made 
by by Lynn about uh, about Mao's wife, Jang. Oh shit! What did he say? What? Oh man! Jenny Sacramoni, huh? He he was just he was just critical of her behavior. Um, sort of, she was one of the more radical um, sort of proponents of the Cultural Revolution. So we don't know like what he said being catty. He didn't say like she had a big ass. I don't. Like I don't have a like. <laughs> like Jenny Sack. Yo, that dress she wore was like from like three seasons it, ago. This dumb bitch, like she needs to get up with the times. But it, it was just enough that it made Mao angry. Can't believe she wore um, blue after Labor Day. She was wearing red. <laughs> I think it's white after Labor Day. Uh, in China? Yeah. Oh, in China. That's a good point. Red after Labor Day. Red before be and red. after. Yeah. Um, so, Lin's generals refused. Um, Sort of refused to accept Mao's criticism of them, of course. Um, and and Mao began to question like Lin's um, Lin's sort of adherence to to following him. Oh my boy, Lin trying to angle himself into a position of power. I see it already. Uh, and Mao wanted Lin to to do like self criticism, um, which is a thing that they did a lot in in China, and it, it was also something too. That they would do within the the Soviet Union, but not to the degree that they did it in communist China, where if someone would say, you know, I feel, you know, that so and so is not being like revolutionary enough, or, or I feel that their their activities, you know, are against the revolution, they would have to sort of write an essay about like what <laughs> they did wrong and like what they can do better in the future. I'm and sorry. Sort of have to read it to the group. <laughs> We're gonna can have you imagine to, if our Congress did that? We're going to have to kill you because your thesis statement did not have three distinct points that you met in the following three paragraphs, <laughs> and your conclusion stunk. It stunk up. This, this can you need imagine, to be at least five paragraphs. Can, see me, can you see imagine me if our Congress people had to write fucking essays? Can you imagine if, if our Congress decided that, like, yo, who did you, read? like, which way did you vote for, yes or no? You voted no on something that you should have voted yes on? Now you need to write a fucking essay on why you're a dumbass. We're talking about people amazing. where there's, like, a... a like a sizable percentage, like greater than ten percent, who are still pushing hydroxychloroquine as a cure for COVID nineteen. Hey, let, it, let a girl. It dream, saves okay? lives, Steve. Oh, yeah, sure, it does. <laughs> sure, <laughs> it's it's helping Bolsonaro. He only has uh, he only has mold in his lungs, as he says. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking emos, em- and the emos are attacking him. <laughs> the Listen, emos are attacking prove- him. My you Chemical Romance any, is down there attacking him. bad happens when just, you take hydroxychloroquine because uh, the French study obviously removed all the test cases that trended negatively. So, yeah, you can't even verifiably say that hydroxychloroquine hurts people. So, well, QED, nerds. Oh we, all know, we all know Bolsonaro is in terrible shape. He's covered in emu bites. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, throwback. Uh, go listen to our episode on how Australia sucks and they lost a war to literal birds. Jesus. Um, I don't know if we want to get rid of all of Australia, bro. <laughs> we, need, we need. We don't to want to eat them into the sun. Yeah, we need to keep them they around a little bit. lost a fucking war against birds, man. I, uh, that was years ago, okay? Okay? <laughs> I feel like all the good Aussies got away from there. Like Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin got away from there. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then he lost against a fish. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> What's your R. point, R. Ryan? R.I.P. Steve Irwin. These Aussies are getting point. beat up by animals left and right. <laughs> I 
feel so bad for because everything on that fucking continent is trying to kill them. Yep. Everything, including everything, including the, the other Australians. When you, when you when you look at a picture <laughs> of like a kangaroo up close, and it's just like it just looks like a very jacked person wearing a kangaroo me. Oh my god! Yo, listen, are kangaroos <laughs> like four or five hundred pounds? Kigurumis? No. Yeah, they're they're huge. They're like all muscle. Yeah, I know they're all muscle. That's what I'm saying. And they're fu- bro. So remember, uh, they, they can kill you by hitting you. Like they. That's have how you seen hard the video hit. of the guy, the kangaroo, jacks this dude's dog up and puts him in like a chokehold, and the dog is struggling, and the kangaroo's just kind of standing there looking at the guy, and it's like in the woods, kind of, and the guy like starts running up to the kangaroo, and he throws up a set, and the kangaroo lets the dog go, and the kangaroo kind of throws up a set too. And the guy takes a swing and punches the kangaroo. Yes. And the kangaroo kind of falls back for a second. He's like, what? What, what the fuck just happened? What? Yeah. And the guy starts, like, running away with the dog. Yeah. The that, just wasn't like, that a few years the- ago that was going on where the guy actually, like, boxed with a kangaroo? Oh, it's fucking It's incredibly amazing, dangerous, too, because they are way more muscular than your average person. They're way more muscular than you could ever even imagine. Google kangaroos. Just Google. See how muscular they are. It is incredible the how fuck jacked is my name, these motherfuckers are. my name are. Jamie over here? I'm not Googling it. Yeah, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, pull up that kangaroo footage. <laughs> <laughs> Roll that beautiful kangaroo footage. Because um, because uh, Lynn re- refuses to, to do the self-criticism, um, his, his wife tries to do the self-criticism um instead um but but mal rejects it he says that you know that she's she's not being genuine enough and he really wants lynn to do it um joe attempts to sort of mediate between the two um but by that time by by 1971 um so lynn has become like extremely uh reclusive like he's not really like doing much of anything um as as was described in the first episode um, by this point, he, he mostly just sort of sits there and stares off into space. Like, uh, kind of catatonic, almost? Yeah, like, he's just so, like, messed up that, that he just, like, sits there and, I guess, like, just stares off into space. That's shitty. Well, um, he kind of had it coming. That horse charge. So, it... <laughs> I, st- I still, like, I'm, I'm all stuck on that horse charge thing. I just can't believe that was the decision that he decided to make in that moment. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Like, it's, it's either, he, it's gotta a, be hubris, I'm gonna put the uniform right? of the enemy on and ride around. Good luck. Yeah. That just makes no Wish sense. Wish me luck, boys. Wish me luck, boys. <sighs> hey, guys, check out my cool uniform. Um, <laughs> <laughs> somebody made the joke that they were like, uh, they 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 kind of it was actually a meme and it was like the impractical joker guys and they were like all right now run into the middle of the riot and scream all lives matter <laughs> uh, i was like oh shit you're gonna get somebody really hurt doing that shit no um and in july of 1971 um mao begins to sort of um sort of began sort of removing Lin's supporters from power and also sort of moving against Lin. Um, and, oh, and Joe again attempts to, to sort of moderate this, um, but, but he's not successful. Okay, so Mal um, really feels like there's a power change coming. Like, he feels like Lin's about to take over. Yes, or, or he feels like it's going to reach a point where he's not going to be able um, to, to sort of push Lin back. Okay. Um, and so on September 13th, 1971, at, at 3 a.m., 
Um, Lin Biao dies in a plane crash, um, Wait, carrying what? him, <laughs> several what? members of his family. Anyway, good night. Um, That's been a good episode. <laughs> uh, fuck, um, all right. That was a very, when, very hard turn into. All right, so Lin's dead now. <laughs> when their when their plane um, crashes in Mongolia, um, and, and this is allegedly after, um, according to the official state story, an attempt to assassinate Mao and then to defect to the Soviet Union. Wait, okay, okay, okay. Was Mao on the plane? Right. Yeah, like... No. Was he, was so how were they uh, going to we'll, assassinate we'll get to, Mao? We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, so, so they say that he tried to assassinate Mao, and tried to... Or he did, or, okay, he attempted to, and then attempted to defect. But then... Plane crash? We'll, we'll, we'll go over the, the details of the case. Um, okay. So after after this happens, you know it's it's very sudden, um, and it, it sort of takes everybody in the world by surprise, especially those in the West, because China is kind of like North Korea at this time. Um, news doesn't get out of China. Very like, secretive. Like people, very spooky. People have people have no I, real idea of what's like what's going on in the country at that time. Only what's like officially said by the country and what some people are able to smuggle out. Okay. Um. But the Soviet Union does do a, a, a recovery of the crash, and they do confirm that Lin was among those in the, in the crash. So there were people that were like early conspiracy theorists that didn't believe that Lin was actually in the plane? Well, Bill, it, there, there's a number of, of theories about that that sort of came up um, until the Soviets were able to confirm that it was him. Okay, all right. L- let's do this. Let's do this. Let's start at the plane taking off. And why well, Lin was well, on the plane? Let's, let's start there because I feel like we're we're, we're kind of going around roundabout way. Well, if if you let me get into the narratives, no, fuck that. <laughs> um, the the official narrative that this was the initial narrative that was sent out, and this is the one that the Chinese government still claims is the the main one, um, and, and the actual real one is that. Uh, so what happens is is that Lin sort of is made aware that, that Mao no longer trusts him and, and that he knows that Lin is like trying to seize power. Um, and that in, in February of 1971, um, Lin and, and his, his wife and his, um, and his son, um, had began a plot to, to kill Mao. Oh, okay. Uh, in, in March of 71, they say Lin's son, um, Lin Liguo, who was a senior um, People's Liberation Army Air Force officer, held like a secret meeting um, with some of his followers at an Air Force base near Shanghai um, to, to sort of draft a plan um, to, to cause a coup and assassinate Mao. Okay. Um, do they have pl- evidence of this, or is this just what they say happened? Well, Lin, Lin did have a, a manifesto. Um, uh, Li Guo had a manifesto that was, that was titled Project 571. Okay. Um, and in and in Chinese, um, five seventy one is like a, a, a homophone for um, armed uprising. Oh. Okay, um, I'll take your word for that one. I don't know how they get that because from... because the way Chinese is, it's with, it's a tonal language. Um, so if you oh, just change the tone, okay, okay, okay. If you change the tones around, it sounds very similar to that. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of that um, in Japanese too. So after after that. Um, in March, they, they began to sort of like formalize um, this coup and, and go about um, doing it. Uh, Mao, at this point, is like unaware of a coup against him, 
and in August um, of of nineteen seventy one. I thought at this um, point Mao was kind of like largely unaware of like Tuesday. <laughs> He's no Lin's unaware of things. Oh, okay. Lin's Mao. Mao was still together. Mao's together. Mao's got it. So they believe that Lin, after getting shot in the fucking head, riding a horse around with a Japanese soldier's uniform, commander's uniform on, right? They believe Mister TBI Lin, like, created this plot to assassinate Mao. Well, you have to remember, he's the second most powerful man in the country, and just the fact, you know, like, he's an idiot, like, the common <laughs> people in China don't know about, like, his, his health condition or the way he is, like... So like, this is it all would, a propaganda move. Uh, so it's so it's all sort of, like, to, to sort of, like, because people are like, how could this, how, why did this happen? How could this happen? You know, it would be like one day, like like, tomorrow, it came out, you know, that, like, Mike Pence, you know, died in a plane crash after trying to kill Donald Trump. Jesus. Oh, like, I, even, God, my head hurts just even imagining the fallout from that. And and just even that, like, like in this country, like, that would be, like, a huge thing with probably tons of conspiracy theories around it. And, Bro, can you imagine? Uh, no, let's just get... Uh, no, go. Just just keep, keep rolling. So, I don't even want to marinate on that right now. <laughs> in... So in, in August of, of 1971, Mao schedules a conference in, in, for that September um, to determine what's going to happen to Lin Biao. It, it's essentially going to decide like what, what's going to happen to him. Is he going to be fired? Is he going to be removed from power? Um, is he going to be put in prison? Um, on, on August 15th, um, Mao goes to southern China to sort of talk to senior uh, political and military leaders there any particular reason that we know of or does it not matter it just normal like normal things of like when a leader goes you know like and visits like a normal military leader talk thing you know how are things doing over here good good okay (laughs) well you know it's like when it's like when trump goes to like bum fuck whatever to like talk to some like governor about like how things are going at the doorknob factory i don't know (laughs) i won't even fucking make the joke it's just it's coming down on everyone right now but the guys it's you to see everybody i tell you Uh, the big problem right now is the tiktok (laughs) approval rating in the Republican party 96 percent thank you the greatest economy ever and fire and fury like you will never believe (laughs) oh my god it's low-hanging fruit at this point tiktok (laughs) <laughs> um, China. <laughs> and on September fifth, Lin Lin's receives a report that Mao was like preparing to purge him. Um, so so on September eighth, um, well, I thought, Lin I thought Lin's the, dead. How did he get the report? <laughs> no, it's later on. Because remember, it, he's he dies on September. He died 13th. in September. Okay. Yeah. Okay. September thirteenth. This is five days before then. Oh, okay. So on September eighth. Lin gives the order, um, or allegedly gives the order to proceed with the coup, um, and they're gonna they're gonna assassinate Mao by sabotaging his train. Um, but uh, Mao, under siege too. <laughs> yes, but Mao changes his like route on September 11th. Um, so that that part of the plan is fooled, um, and Mao's bodyguards um, also foil like several attempts to assassinate Mao, and Mao is able. Um, to safely return to Beijing um, on the evening of September 12th. 
I really feel like that's like a like a Hollywood type shit where he's just constantly evading gunfights and constantly like slipping assassination just to just end up in Beijing where he's supposed to end up. But it's like it's it's it seems very just comedic, just like a fucking cartoon. They hit him with you know, they several s- they, several they, attempts on Mao's life. So it wasn't Operation just Multiple several. Valkyries. They they paint a tunnel on a wall, but he doesn't like run he into doesn't bite, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not funny, Steve. That's dangerous. <laughs> You're gonna make our listeners think that's not not uh, dangerous. I don't want that. I don't want that to be on our heads. We don't want that legal liability. Yeah. Local podcast, uh, trilateral troika, painted a big <laughs> roadway. Look, look very real. Look very real. Killed forty five people. <laughs> I like how you're you're saying that in like a, a newscaster voice, but it almost sounds like you're saying it like a Trump voice at a rally. Oh my god! Oh fuck! Now they said this. These people don't say that. You're uh, not going to believe these people. Yeah. These, these you're these saying my sports, my sports, no, my sports like newscaster voice sounds like a, a rally guy. That's not good. <laughs> no, I said you. The like the way you were like. Your your like your way of like saying it oh. sounds like Trump talking at a rally, like the way the rhythm of his like the rhythm whatever you want to call what night. he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever you want to call he does, you mean speaking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his uh, cruel mockery of the human form. Uh, I'm trying, but these aren't human lips. <laughs> what the- <laughs> um. So after after Mao sort of becomes aware of the coup, um, Lin's party sort of like their first decision was they were going to flee to Guangzhou, um, where they could sort of like bring their their supporters there um, and attack um, and attack Mao's people and begin like sort of like a military uprising. Um, but after they heard um, that Zhou Enlai was was investigating the the assassination attempts. Um, they they abandoned this plan and decided they would flee to the Soviet Union. Jeez. Huh. Um, okay. So in the early morning of September 13th, um, Lin Biao, his wife Ye Chun, his son Lin Li Guo, and um, and a number of personal aides um, attempt to flee the Soviet Union by boarding a a prearranged flight um, that is piloted um, by uh, Pan uh, Jingyin. Who's a um, a deputy commander of, of a PLA Air Force division? Steve, we're familiar with Pang Jin, you know. Big, big. big He's like the heads. Red Baron of China. Big, we know big who Pang Jin is. Brian's got his jersey. I mean, uh, Ryan's got his jersey. Brian, hey, hey, Brian jer- is jersey number- Brian's Ryan's alter ego. Who's a real big fan of China? Brian is Jamie for us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got Pan Jingying's jersey. Uh, you know what's funny is I can say his name better than I can fucking Lin Bao. Bao. <laughs> Lin Bao. But I can say Pan Jingying, no problem. <laughs> jersey number 34, baby. Let's go. Anyway. 34? Um, Isn't that Patrick Ewing's number? Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> um, but they, they say that the plane didn't take aboard enough fuel. Um, they ran out of fuel, uh, fuel and they, they crashed near... Um, Ondorkan, Mongolia, on September 13th, 1971, um, killing everyone on board, which was eight men and one woman. Classic fuck-up. Not enough fuel. Got to check the fuel tanks, guys. Landing in um, Mongolia but- like Tamerlane wasn't involved. Come on. <laughs> the ghost of Tamerlane. We know better. <laughs> 
not today. <laughs> he just like swats the plane out of How the sky. How dare you? He throws things it out of the sky. Um, so, again, um, oh, oh, there's not a lot of evidence for this. Um, many of like many of the government documents uh, that would be relevant to sort of like finding out what had happened um, were intentionally destroyed um, by the uh, with the approval of the Politburo. I'm pretty um, sure China sent up a fucking MIG and shot that plane down. Um, ac- well, actually, no, and we'll we'll get to that. We we actually have later later scholarship sort of confirms that they did crash. Did they have MIGs? Um, yeah, but why did they crash? We'll 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 get to that. Okay. Um, so, uh, uh, briefly, in between uh, Mao Zedong and, and Deng Xiaoping, um, a man named uh, Hua Guofeng um, was was briefly leader of China for about four years. Okay. Um, and and Hua is, is like he's he's like he's so briefly a leader that like nobody like really remembers him or like they they didn't even bother to like put his picture up in like classrooms. He was like barely the leader that's um, what i'm hoping trump's four years equate to but he all of his um, Probably. like he uh, <laughs> under under his uh, leadership they they destroy all these documents i can see um, kids and, later on being like why do you use our history books stop at 2016 and then start again in 20 i'll tell you why little timmy why? because the scourge of tiktok <laughs> <laughs> took over kids minds way to get rid of it timmy <laughs> And so wow, because okay, these, thanks. And <laughs> and most of the documentation that that's relied on for sort of the the Chinese like official version of events comes from confessions from uh, purged officials. Um, so very likely, um, the these confessions are like unreliable, um, and, and it's also possible that they were induced through uh, torture, which makes them ah, even yes. more un- unreliable. <sighs> Hundred percent reliable. I don't know not, about you guys, not reliable. but I'm not. I, you know, if you're torturing me, and I realize I haven't been trained, but if if you're torturing me, I'm saying whatever you want to hear. Whatever, immediately, you don't gotta like put the screws to my thumbs or fucking shoot bamboo shoots up my fingernails. Absolutely no, bro, just not. tell me what you want to know. I'll let you know. Absolutely, just not. ask me nicely. Ask me nicely. Literally, the eight. dumbest thing you can do to get information out of someone. Whatever you need, bro. I am not in the business of taking pain. No, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> the easiest way to get information out of someone is to get the detectives from Law and Order to give them a go. You know, dun dun. Because do you remember a <laughs> single like... episode where they couldn't get the information out of the bad guy? Like nope. he's like the craftiest nope. bad guy in the history of bad guys, and they're finally just like, "We got you now, Jack." And then Jack's just like, "Dang." Well, here's that everything. like CSI or Jag. They skip or, it. Or, or literally any. You know they really show, get them when they skip the entire trial and they're just at the sentencing hearing for the last five minutes of the episode? <laughs> well, it'd be, it would be like uh, 24. Because like 24 was very big on like, we gotta we gotta torture these people to find out the information. I was gonna say, yeah, 24 was like, oh, 24 was big in like 2005 and all that area where it was like, we thought as a country collectively that torture was okay back then. No. No, we didn't. No one did. I said the country. Well, the country, not individuals. No, I don't the think country we did. Said, yeah. No, I, um, I don't think we did. I think. Why don't, we, I, I think don't know that. Did the you forget? Of, do you forget who ran the country? I, I said, know. Well, yeah. I know who ran. But, but, I don't think we did it. I don't think the country well, supported it. 
Well, Steve, you do know that the head of the CIA right now is like the architect and like protector of the CIA torture program. I'm sure. I'm sure. And you know that they did studies and like most people believe that torture is actually good and beneficial. That's like I'd people, have to see that study, dumb. but remember, people, people are dumb. dumb. That study, I'm aware of. <laughs> I'm aware of that study. <laughs> um, but uh, a lot of people um, sort of doubted um, the the official like Chinese line on on Lin's death um, because one. Um, they, it didn't really explain why Lin's plane crashed. Um, <laughs> Uncle Lenny didn't die. He's not dead. He said Uncle Lenny died. Uncle Lenny died? Oh, you um, motherfuckers. And they, they also say that his decision to flee to the Soviet Union um, was, was also logical. Um, and that uh, Taiwan or, or the United States would have been better destinations. Uh, definitely Taiwan. Uh, I don't know about the United States. Well, you have to remember that time Taiwan is ruled by a military dictatorship. Uh huh. Um, so they're they're very they're very torture happy and so Lin and, like, Biao. Pulled, they're they're like, very they're very happy with shooting student demonstrators in in Taiwan at this point. That's so fucked up. It was okay. it, in, in the early nineties. It was very common. For the because the the traffic police in some areas were the military police, mm-hmm. um, and when you stopped in traffic, it would be a military policeman pointing an M sixteen at you in your car. Standard operation, just it. SOPs, bro. When did uh? <laughs> so you're saying Lin <laughs> Biao did... <laughs> pulled a Rudolph Hess, more or less? <laughs> when did Kent State happen? Kent State was in the sixties. Yeah, it was like six. Like when was the university founded? No, like when the Kent State National Guard. What the? What? It was like that's in, like me being like, in, when was Tiananmen Square? Oh, uh, you mean like when was it built? When was that built? Yes, that's the fuck I mean. It was like in '69, I think. Yeah, it's in that song, so "Summer of '69" by I think Brian it, Adams. Because it, it, it was '1970. Kent State. It was it was the summer of 1970. Oh, so okay, no. so I mean like this. But he changed the lyrics when then. he found out it was 1970. So a coin flip then, because National Guard's gunning students down at Kent State, Taiwan, not much better. So it's a flip of a coin, well, basically. It, at, at that point too, in like Taiwan, it was illegal to have like hair longer than a certain certain degree. Jesus Christ! Yeah, they were, and they also had they also had mandatory military service. They they still do, but it was it was like a very like that fascistic society. I'm less against the mandatory military service. I'm like, I'm, I'm actually kind of for that because there's some people who just kind of skate and don't do anything like hard in their life early. Like they don't understand the value of hard work and things like that. So I feel like, I feel like mandatory military service is not the worst idea. Yeah. Um, and so uh, some theories that popped up um, before like the autopsies and stuff were done um, as to why. Um, and, and sort of applies now, like why Lin would choose to flee to the Soviet they Union. They autopsied um, him. What? what? They autopsied him. He wasn't like completely destroyed. Yeah, they they did an autopsy of, of um, a body that they confirmed was was him due to his um, health issues. I'm, I'm just gonna say, um, when a plane crashes, it's not as Hollywood as you think. Um, it's very because everybody is seatbelted in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very destructive um the plane itself is destroyed it's very nascar-esque in that (laughs) plane is designed to no listen to me hear me out uh nascar and f1-esque in that the plane is designed to crumple 
and to be just fucking obliterated, but to keep the cabin where the passengers are at relatively intact, unless it's just an insane fucking crash. You know what I mean? Right. So when you have these crashes, bodies can actually be pulled out and identified still. And I saw a plane crash on the University of Florida campus, which was not as bad as this one, but it was like, oh, so plane crashes aren't like fucking (laughs) this, this, this Michael Bruckheimer... You know, or Jerry Bruckheimer, Ridley Scott production, where these shits, you know, it's a huge fireball and there's nothing left. Like, it's very saw obvious. Michael Bay or Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer production. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it yes, you can autopsy a body of somebody that was in a plane crash if they were seat belted in. They, basically, they, well, it's, it's also they they crash on the Mongolian steppe. It's not like they crashed in oh, the so ocean. It's just like a big field. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, the the idea was that he went to the Soviet Union because. Um, Joe, his his rival was 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 pushing reproachment with the United States, so he went to the other party. Um, and and also too, there there sort of becomes this theory because the Chinese government never like proved that Lin was on the plane. That they believe that Lin wasn't actually on the plane, and that he was possibly, you know, imprisoned somewhere, or that he had been killed um, elsewhere, and they had just claimed that he had died in a car crash. In 1971, were there any good places to be, or was pretty much everybody a piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, like I'm, just, I'm I'm racking my brain now. Like where else could he have gone? Like I think everybody was really shitty in the 70s, right? New York City in the 70s was shit. <laughs> <laughs> you go to Times Square and go watch a, a like a, a yeah, but if show. You, yeah, but New York City in the 70s is like Detroit in 2020. You go to like Ford Field, <laughs> but if you go about half a block away from Ford Field, you are in like the wire. <laughs> this is before Brooklyn was gentrified. Now, mind you, I'm not talking yeah. about gentrification as much this as is, I'm this just is talking. before Disney came in. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is like the New York that's in like movies, like older movies, like Ghostbusters and stuff, where you know, like it's just very like grimy and dirty. Ugh. This is the New York from the movie Ghost. Ugh. Um, and that that's even in the '90s. That's even like around when Disney like started coming in. To, to Times Square. Yeah, um, New York was still like, yeah, we'll still stab you to death if you hit the wrong alleyway. Oh, yeah, dude. I've been in some nasty areas up there. It's pretty bad. In in 1983, uh, a, a, Chinese, um, a, a Chinese person under a pseudonym um, publishes a book saying that Lin was actually... Um, and Lin and his wife were killed in Beijing by Mao um, and that it was his son, um, Lin Liguo, that had tried to escape by air. What? And and other other scholars had had sort of like so Lynn is still alive pushed today, the, or? Well, no that 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 <laughs> Lin, Lin and his wife had been killed in Beijing. That that like they they had just been oh, like shot so or assassinated or whatever. Plane crash and didn't actually kill and anybody. That, and then the plane was actually his Lin's son who crashed, and that they just said Lin and his wife were on the plane, so they didn't so they didn't appear guilty of like killing him. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like um, that sounds like some China stuff right there. Um, other like other people had sort of uh, sort of posited um, that the Chinese army had shot down one's plane over Mongolia, um, but that's not actually um, what had happened. Like we we know from eyewitnesses that that is not what it had had happened. Okay. Um, but but the Chinese government has said that they will not like reevaluate anything about the narrative, um, and, and they say you know that anything that sort of comes up. Um, they, the last time um, that, that they had sort of been commented on it, um, uh, the Chinese foreign minister had said, 
Um, China already has a clear authoritative conclusion about the Lin Biao incident. Um, other foreign reports of a conjectural nature are groundless. Okay. It's just saying, keep your mouth um, shut. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, what, don't fucking listen to assholes. But what had happened was that after the Soviet Union had collapsed, there was a brief period um, during the presidency of Boris Yeltsin um, where foreign scholars could just go into uh, former Soviet records and just sort of pull whatever they wanted to. Boy, um, like you, you could go into KGB dog. archives, you could go into like and, and pull up all this information about things. Um, you you can't do that today. Um, like uh, the no, Putin's Vladimir regime, is not not about that. No, <laughs> yeah, no. Putin's Putin's regime reversed that. But this is also back in the days when like you could you could like trade like blue jeans and stuff for for goods in the so in in Russia and like large portions of the Russian military weren't even being paid for months. Holy um, shit. So, so conditions were bad enough that you could actually, you know, like go in there, and, and they were also free enough. Um, I've got and, a pair of Wranglers. Oh no, no, fuck that! I got a pair of Jinkos. How much are they worth? <laughs> you could fit three, Levi's you motherfuckers. You could fit three, you motherfuckers, in one of these pairs. How much are these worth? <laughs> <laughs> you make me think of that episode of Rick and Morty we just watched, where the like planet-busting ship was sponsored by Wrangler jeans. So it, so it literally could kill anything it hits, but it can't destroy Wranglers because they're just too darn tough. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's amazing, oh, dude. This I tell you what, I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie. The current season is phenomenal. Like just, I need to watch it. There's an episode that my wife said was uh, uh, nominated for an Emmy. It's called the acid. It's called the acid vat episode, and I'm going to be honest with you, it might be top three. Like it's up there with intergalactic TV, as far as I'm concerned. Is it on Hulu? No, it's on Adult Swim. Oh goddamn! Yeah. Okay, yeah, very good. So in 1994, there's a six-month investigation by by Western scholars that uses evidence from Russia, Mongolia, um, mainland China, the United States, and Taiwan. And, and they sort of come up with a number of like conclusions about what it what had happened. They're contrary to, to the Chinese version of events. Of course. Um, so first off, they confirmed that that Lin Biao, uh, Ye Chun, and, and Lin Li Guo were all killed in the plane crash. Okay. Ye Chun sounds so much like a kung fu movie character. I like there's there's definitely because I watch a lot of Shaw Brothers movies. There's definitely a character that that has like a similar name or something. Every time you say it, I think of that. I can't think of what freaking movie it's from though. But I'm about, I'm gonna go like watch all of them, try to figure it out. From Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Yeah, Chun from Rookie of the Year. Yeah, he came up with the actual formula for hot ice. Oh my fucking it's the god! Best of both worlds. So long. Like heat up. The ice cubes. <laughs> uh, oh my fucking god! I missed that movie. I didn't even watch that. Do it. At at the time of the crash, um, Lin's plane was actually traveling away from the Soviet Union. Um, so, so they're not really sure. Sh- they're not what? really. Sh- they're they're not really he sure about mind. what what exactly happened. That they had um, that they had sort of gone towards the Soviet Union, and then they had decided to turn around. All I can um, imagine is like looking at this. 
on like one of those like old school radar where like you got the sweep that blips the plane every time it goes you around. Got the blips, it. but the bleeps and the fucking yakety sacks, <laughs> yakety sacks in the got background the as it goes back and forth towards the fucking Soviet Union. Just rip, 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 rip. oh my god. <laughs> We are um, turn the plane around. Turn the plane around. <laughs> there's, there, there's also a theory that um, that Lin's wife and son had forced him onto the plane against his will. Um, well, I mean, again, he has a traumatic brain injury. He's half dead. Is he literally got plane? on the plane and it was just filled with water and light, and he ran up and down like Marge Simpson, saying, "Let me out! Let me out! Let me out!" Oh my god. <laughs> Um, and apparently that that several like senior leaders within the the chinese communist party um they knew that lin's um people would like would would attempt to flee um so they didn't attempt to like stop them okay um so so there's also the fact too that like once they were in the air um, that that like the the Chinese did not pursue them. Huh. Okay. Um, so they weren't flying MIGs at them. No, they weren't top gun. So the, yeah, there's they a weren't, lot of reason. Basically, what you're what you're saying is there's a lot of reason to believe that it didn't it wasn't he wasn't on the actual plane. Well, no, no, it was that he was on the plane. Oh, okay. What, I, what, what I'm, I'm saying is that the Chinese didn't shoot down the plane. Oh, what I'm okay. saying is that my my totally. Um, non-nuanced, uneducated take is that the Chinese flew MiGs and shot this motherfucker out the sky. <laughs> I don't even know if MiGs were around in 71, but that's my they, uneducated they take. They were. Okay, it's, definitely it's fucking MiGs. Since, since the Korean War. MiG is definitely. the uh, is the plane. Is that the one that take that can take off in, from a standstill? No. That's a Harrier. Harrier. You're, yeah, a, a MiG is sort of like the Russian version of like the F series. Right, the F series. Like yeah. yeah, I got it. The only reason I know MiG is because I watched a lot of Top Gun when I was a kid, and they always fought against the MiGs. Yeah, fast, they always had dogfights against the MiGs. You fast forward to that volleyball scene, didn't you, Chief? <laughs> Listen, don't you look at I'm playing with the boys all the time. <laughs> playing with the boys. Feeling, feeling ways about things. <laughs> Hoping one day to possibly... Uh, Cash a check his body can't handle. Ugh. All I'm saying is that my first apartment complex in Gainesville had a sand volleyball court. That's all I'm Dude, saying. Dude, volleyball's the shit. I love it. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> LA, we love it. <laughs> um, so, uh, according, uh, the study had found out that Lynn had attempted to contact um, the, the Kuomintang um, before his, in, in Taiwan, on two separate times before his death. Um, that he had a, he had attempted to to contact the Guomindong, um, but the the Guomindong had never um, had never like reciprocated, um, or, or or if they did, they have never like con- formally confirmed or denied it. Um, oh. And that the theory is that he was that he was trying to negotiate with with Chang to sort of restore um, the the Guomindong government in mainland China um, at that time because they were still you know bent on that. Um, but that that also seems somewhat unlikely. Okay. I think it was, I think it was probably possible that he was seeking political asylum in Taiwan. Okay, that makes sense. Would they have granted it? You think? Uh, possibly. Um, they did give. Um, if, if people defected, 
um, there they did give like just sort of like a North Korea South Korea situation that if people defect, you know, they they tend to give them you know some like some bonuses and stipends for doing it, and and vice uh, versa. Nice. I wonder if I can go to South Korea and be like, I'm defecting from the North. Can I get some money? <laughs> you can't. I don't. You can't. Well, there's there's a big uh, there, there's a big flaw in your plan there, Chief. But uh, what's what's, <laughs> what's the big flaw? <laughs> They're gonna look at me and be like, "You Irish motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, sounds about white. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 today, like like North, like most North Korean defectors, they they essentially live on like welfare. Like they don't actually get like good treatment. So it's not uh. like you're. It's not like you're getting like a like a sweet deal out of it. It's not like the guy that's that that stole the. Uh, that that stole the MiG from North Korea and landed it in South Korea, and, Yo, and got like what? the got like the yeah we talked about in the Area Fifty One episode, I think. Oh so. yeah, that's right. I forgot. Wait. Yeah, and he got like you know, honestly, Steve. We spend so much time trying to just joke around and keep up with our joke material that sometimes we miss things. <laughs> I tight, totally for, no no like, I, I I I totally forgot about it until you mentioned it. Now I've I didn't even remember it. You're better man than I. Um, I paid one, <laughs> one, one eyewitness we have of the events is the fiance of, of Lynn Leguel. My fiance. Uh, by, Wait, uh, Lynn Leguel. How old is Lynn Leguel at this point? Remember, he's the he's the 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 Air Force officer. Oh, I thought. Okay, sorry. I thought Lynn Leguel was uh, Lynn Biao's kid. Sorry. He is his son. Okay, that's what I'm saying. How old is he right now? He's like in his, um, I, I think he's in his like twenties. Late, he's okay. like in his right. late two hundreds. He's I like in his twenties, thirties. He's around like a wraith. <laughs> Still looks like he's thirty six though, because yep. that goddamn awesome skin that Asian people have. <laughs> Whoa! I need to know your Whoa. skincare routine. No, not problematic. I need to know your skincare routine. My buddy's mom was like fifty four. She looked like she was in her twenties. I was like, "Fuck! How do you do that?" Yep. <laughs> Hot water. Um, <laughs> her, her, and another um, another anonymous eyewitness um, sort of sort of give a, a series of events that are different from the official narrative. Um, okay. And and so what? Um, Jong was the one who had said before about how Lin Biao had become like very like very passive and so like catatonic by nineteen seventy one. Yeah, a bullet to the head will do that to you. Um, and when <laughs> when Lin Leguel had informed his mother that that Mao was preparing to strip her of her her Politburo seat, um, they became convinced that their family was going to be purged and that they needed to escape. Okay. Um, so at ten o'clock the night before they they flee, um, yeah announces that the family would board a plane at seven the next morning and fly to Guangzhou. Steve, why does this okay. seem like all of a sudden kind of? Because it, it pretty much is. They, they just up and decided they were going to just kill this dude for like almost no reason? Or what, what the fuck? Well, no, because remember, remember Lynn's been building up in political power. Matt, like when, when they say purge, it's not like they're going to kill him. They're going to throw him in jail. Or they're just going to strip away all of his powers and like probably put him under house arrest. Yeah, you, they're just going to make sure that when he you is say, not able to run anything. When you say purge, though, like the first thing that goes through my head is they're, gonna, they're just going to cap him. You know? Well, no, it, it'll be like like when Khrushchev was removed from power. Like, you essentially told... And like Molotov... Like, you know Molotov of the Molotov-Ribbentrop plan? Mm-hmm. You mean the cocktail? 
Yeah. Yeah, the Molotov cocktail thing. Molotov of the cocktail. Um, now you're speaking went, my language. It's, a, it's when, a jigger of triple sec. What? No, it's what? It's I, am, I, am, I am joking. Oh, it's a cocktail. <laughs> Jesus. When, I'll uh, just say it's uh, kerosene in a rag. And, no, it's sorry, a demon's right. whisper of blue curacao. <laughs> Demon gonna, semen. Are you going to want oil at the bottom of that? <laughs> um, but... <laughs> But anyways, Molotov had been like sort of purged when Khrushchev came to power um, because he was like a close confidant of Stalin and wouldn't denounce him. And Molotov lived in, under like house arrest until the mid 80s when he died. Damn. Um, so it, uh, something similar probably would have happened, but they're just worried about ending up in jail um, because um, jail jail is not a nice thing to be in in at all, China at all. of today and, and even However, more so yeah. in China of 1971. <laughs> I can imagine that their jails in China in 1971 were not fabulous, but uh, it is the it is the position of the trilateral troika that jail is not great. <laughs> um, Ever. So do not recommend. When, do not. Zero of ten. When, when they're told this, Lin's um, daughter, who's 27 at the time, uh, Lin Lihung, um, she she opposes the, the escape plan, and she contacts Lin's bodyguards to, to request that they, they guard her, her father from her mother. Okay. Um, she then phones Joe Lai, um, but she's not able to contact him directly. Um, and Joe only like learns about what she said in the phone call secondhand. Okay. Um, after, after Joe receives the message, he receives it from the, the central committee that's responsible for guarding like China's senior leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, the a- the so, ARP. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. Um, and so she warns about about her mother and and her brother, and that they're attempting to persuade her father to to flee the country um, using an aircraft that's currently at, um, at at an airport in Beijing. All right. Um, Joe calls the chief of the uh, the the commander of the air force at that time. Um, Wu Fashen, and he whoa, verifies whoa, at this whoa. point. You don't call him Wu Fashen. That's a bad word. That's that's his full name. <laughs> you shabby. <laughs> um. So he he does verify that you know this plane exists. You know it is at that airport, um, and that Joe um he he makes orders um that the plane cannot like take off without permission from himself. And several other like senior military officials, um, including Wu, um, and also the the general chief of staff of the Chinese military Huang Yongshen, and the commander of the navy and general chief of staff uh, Li Zuopeng. So, so he essentially makes it so this plane can't take off unless like every senior military leader in China like signs off on it. Wow. Um, so at eleven thirty, Yeah uh, calls Joe. Um, and, and informs him that Lin Biao was planning to fly to Dalian and deny that they were like that they were that they had prepared a plane. Um, Joe then tells Yeah that um, that they need to like wait for him um, to to see him before they leave. Um, uh, before they and, and they are currently at uh, um, Bei Da He, which is like um, or is like the like it's like a compound for senior leadership in China. Um, any um, any issues orders to sort of like neutralize um, any of the officers um, that are sort of loyal to Lin 
um, and that he readies a plane to fly to Beijing um, so that he can meet with Lin personally. Um, Ye then tells everybody after this phone call um, that they need to like pack quickly, um, and that even though because like China is such a shit show at this time, that even two hours after this phone call initially warning Joe. Um, soldiers had not really like responded in any meaningful way. Hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, Lee Kuo, they they wake up. Um, they they wake up Biao. Um, they they pack him into um, into a limousine, um, and they drive to the airport, which is twenty five miles away. I like how you say you packed him into the limousine, knowing that he had like a TBI once again, shot in the head, being a dumbass. Uh, packed him <laughs> like he's a fucking suitcase, just threw him in the fucking <laughs> truck and started driving. Uh, <laughs> they just throw him on the roof. <laughs> like the fucking we. Okay, I got look. Total fucking honesty. Every time we start talking about this guy at this point, uh, uh, Lynn Bayo, <laughs> Scott Bayo's uh, Asian cousin. Um, all I think of is weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> like every time that they talk about like him going places, I just imagine like. Three or four people like bringing him places and like walking Margaritas around while he's on. wearing like some Tommy Bahama shirts <laughs> and like big they, stupid Ray Ban sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> they, they start playing steel drum music Lynn, and starts dancing. Lynn, you need to put the party uniform on. Okay, da, 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 and just rock. <laughs> it's just those two white guys. It's like his. Back. It's like his official portrait, but instead of wearing his like his his like issue army hat he's wearing one of those like white captain's hats yeah he's in like the the fat joe lean back pose <laughs> big cigar in his mouth mm-hmm. <laughs> it wins Lynn's bodyguards attempt to take his daughter but she refuses to go um and, and another soldier um apparently found out about Lynn's uh, Lynn's attempted escape or, or was also was like not aware that someone was supposed to be leaving at that time um so he shoots at the car as it's leaving um but but he misses and then most of the soldiers they they sort of encounter um going to the airport um just allow the limousine to pass like they don't they don't do anything when i think of that all i or when i hear that all i can think of is jonestown and and jim jones is people who shot at the fucking uh senator or the congressman that was that was trying to get out of guyana (laughs) <laughs> shot and killed that congressman. That's all I can think of. The shoot well, with this fucking limousine going flying by. Well, I think it's probably more like you know, like in a show when like they they drive through a barricade and like they they shoot at him futilely. <laughs> yeah, they like one or two shots. And like ah, oh, fuck it, it's not worth it. Lynn's sort of like half hanging out the window. <laughs> They're like using his arm to wave goodbye. <laughs> oh my god, his floppy <laughs> like sort of like holding up his hand and like waving to people, and they're just like letting him through. <laughs> He's hanging out the sunroof, like, "Hi, I'm Lynn. I'm okay. I gotta go." See, he started shooting when they they hung they uh, were were swinging his arm out the window, and like his hand fell off, and that's when he started shooting at the car. They were like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> It, the the driver of the limo claims that um, when they arrived to the airport, they were in such a hurry that they didn't even have time to place the the mobile stairs to the plane, and that they had to get on via rope ladder. And they just um, threw fucking Lynn in the back. I was gonna say like how they get yeah, how Lynn says, get up there? He can't climb a they, rope. I can't. And they climb said a that rope. he had to. And they said <laughs> that he was so that he was so weak. What's a rope ladder? It's not. Oh, like, okay, that makes it. Have better you ever been on a rope head? ladder? It's difficult. 
Yeah, I've been on a rope ladder. Yeah, before. that's difficult. It's not easy. It's not an easy climb. It's not easy. No. But but they 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 lift him up and pull him up onto the plane. They put him in the fucking cargo hold. Don't lie to me. <laughs> I think they shot him up there with like a modified potato cannon. <laughs> Did not. <laughs> all right. So all right. So okay. <clears throat> All right, so they get him into the cabin of the plane. Did he fit in the overhead compartment? <laughs> <laughs> they put him in one of those like. Uh, uh, excuse those, me, like, Mr. Pet Mao. In the back. Uh, you're gonna have to. I can see the flight coming down. Be like, ah, uh, he doesn't fit. He, you. Yeah, he, unless Lin Biao can fit under the seat in front of you, you're gonna have to put him in the overhead. I'm sorry, so, ma'am, so but so you're just gonna require him in there. Sorry, sorry, ma'am, ma'am, you need to check him, ma'am. He does not fit. You need to they check him or get him a ticket. You know, they, you know when they just keep slamming the door because it won't close, and then eventually it does <laughs> his close. Heads there, his just heads bomb, just get bombing head. There's a slow leak of blood coming out of it when they're done. Ma'am, you need to check your baggage. Lin Liguo's fiancé, Zhang Ning, she observes the plane uh, leaving the airport, <laughs> and she says that the plane initially traveled southeast, which would be in the direction of Guangzhou, um, but then it returned 20 minutes later, um, circled the airport several times as if it was trying to land, um, but the but the runway lights had been turned off, so they couldn't. Again, um, yakety sax is all I hear. <laughs> and then, Soviet and Mongolian uh, Soviet officials and Mongolian witnesses report that the plane then flew north over Mongolia um, and almost to the Soviet border, and then it turned around and began to fly south before it crashed. Um, a Mongolian. Uh, who witnessed the plane crash reported that the plane's tail was on fire when it crashed. I'm telling you, those fucking MiGs. Those MiGs shot them down. And the uh, the crash occurred at, at 3 a.m. in the morning. So it's not like you can't not see that, because that's going to be bright. A fucking uh, a passenger jet with a flaming tail. Like That's not something you could just miss. Um, none of... Um, it, it's also possible it could have happened due to the fact that like maintenance was was like really terrible during that period. Like most of the air force in in China during that period was like inoperable um, due to the Cultural Revolution. Yeah, that doesn't um, so, mean so, it just catches fire mid flight. What? Well, I guess if there's some sort of like engine failure or something. Ask me about my opinions on TWA Flight 800. Oh my oh, god! We can continue. <laughs> we can continue. I will we cut this whole fucking section out. <laughs> Well, you know what? They just need they just need a good guy on the plane. This whole like, episode's gonna get uploaded as just they can intercept the rocket launch. Hey, this whole episode's gonna get uploaded hey, as just Steve. You know what, guys? Lin Biao's dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. His plane, his plane, his plane. Thirteen seconds spudded, His, sorry, his plane guys, spun into the sorry. Mongolian steppe. There were no survivors. <laughs> Radar Biao Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Radar Lin Biao Riley. Amazing. <laughs> but I was going to say the the one thing we can't agree on is always bet on black. <laughs> Pass low passenger fifty seven, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I love Wesley Snipes. I I hate. I did not. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not any America bullshit. I did not like him anymore after he did not pay his taxes. I was very upset about that. But uh, you know. Whatever. I mean, it's, it's right to be upset because you you pay. Your I pay taxes, my fucking pay taxes, my taxes, and you know, Steve pays his If taxes, I made the kind of money Wesley Snipes made, kind of, yeah. I would still yeah. pay my taxes. 
Like, yeah, because you got the because you can afford to. Passenger fifty seven, dog. Uh, the best, <laughs> the best thing about Wesley Snipes, my my favorite fact, is that in I think it's Blade three, there was a scene where he's in a morgue. I only acknowledge the he, uh, he ref- movie he, level. He bits. refuses to open his eyes for the scene, but they need his eyes open, so they digitally added in his eyes being open. Shut the fuck up. What the fuck's wrong with him? <laughs> I still want to see him fight Joe Rogan. Oh, oh guys. All have right, you, so you, know, you ever heard quick, of that? Ten days from now. Fuck that. Ten days from now, Tyson's coming back, baby. Who you got, Tyson or Roy Jones Jr.? Dude, I honestly feel really bad about that fight. I, I'm, I'm torn. Oh, I don't want to even see it. But, but, I'm a big boxing head, and I don't even want to see it. Bro, I've been watching Tyson's First of all, Tyson's uh, progression. Tyson's going to win. Oh, did you see the last? I don't want to have a big. I don't want to have a big discussion about. Did you see the last Roy Jones fight? Roy Jones looked not. like Lin Biao. Like he, he <laughs> Roy Jones was fucking Lin Biao, like barely able to stand up. <laughs> and Roy Jones like, is my favorite boxer of all time. Roy Jones, favorite boxer of all time. Roy Jones Jr. It's it's gonna be like that that Simpsons when Homer's watching the. The, the 84 Olympics or whatever with the Krusty Burger exactly. thing. And it's it's the, like the boxing match where it's like the huge American boxer and like the skinny like Eastern European guy or whatever just <laughs> laid out on the mat. I was talking about this with a friend of mine and I was like, how awesome would it be if they went back old school and broadcast the shit on fucking HBO? Oh, and they, they still broadcast do broadcast like HBO uh, boxing. No, they, no like, they still broadcast, broadcast boxing fight. on HBO. No, but like this fight, this fight is not an H. Like, okay, Mike Tyson. Well, yeah, are not like the, the big name stuff goes to pay per view. What's well, cool a charity if fight? HBO was like, hey, uh, we're gonna broadcast this fight with the old school HBO boxing logo, like with the neons and shit. Oh, great. it's a charity fight, right? Yeah, it's a charity fight. Yeah, I was gonna say. That doesn't make it... I still want to see Mike Tyson beat ass one more time, bro. See, I, I'm not a big fan of Teddy Atlas, although I like Teddy Atlas, because at least he talks a lot about boxing and he's interesting. But I just feel like his opinion of Tyson's bullshit. I still think Tyson... Tyson and Mayweather are are uh, amazing boxers, but they still duck people all the time. Like, Lin Biao was ducking Mao, you know? <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it related to Lin Biao so that so that Steve can't tell me to cut it out. <laughs> we can keep talking about boxing. <laughs> Let's just so, start a boxing podcast. <laughs> um, so because none of um, Joe's instructions were were followed, um, he he warned that Lin's plane had taken off before um, before he could even like fly off um, to see Lin. Um, so Joe then ordered that all the planes in China to be to be grounded, um, and that and that um, and then he rushed to to Zhongnanhai, which is like the the Chinese White House, um, to brief Mao on on Lin's flight, and that um, and that if he wanted um, if he wanted if Mao wanted the plane to be shot down, um, but Mao said just let him go. Let him go. I'll catch him on the um, step. At eight thirty at eight thirty PM on September thirteenth, um, the Mongolian Foreign Ministry summoned the Chinese ambassador to make a formal complaint about the unauthorized entrance of a plane into Mongolian airspace, um, and told the ambassador that the plane had crashed, killing all on board. <laughs> um, the the Chinese ambassador then phoned Joe, um, who then instructed 
um, the ambassador to tell the Mongolians that the plane um, had entered uh, Mongolian airspace because it had gone off course. Lying sons of bitches. Um, Mongolian investigators were the first to inspect the wreckage, um, and, and they arrived later in the day to, to look it over. Um, they, they found an identity card belonging to Lin Liguo, um, confirming that Liguo was on the, the flight. Well, of course he was. Okay. He's on every flight. Um, mar- <clears throat> markings on the plane <laughs> and, and other items confirmed that the, the passengers had originated from China, um, but the Mongolians were uncertain um, who they were. Um, they, they didn't know like who was Lin and who was uh, Ye Chun and stuff like that. I know the Chinese. I just don't know who the fuck they are. Um, after inspecting the the crash, they they buried all the dead um, on the at the site of the crash. They didn't think to like have the bodies transported back to China to figure out who the fuck they are. Well, they 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 don't have good relations with China at that point, so they're not gonna. Okay. Okay. At, at this point, Mongolia is like a puppet state of the Soviet Union. Oh. Okay. Um, like Kermit the Frog so, level. Like like all the way back to like Stalin, like. Okay. The like Mongolia had like a like a purge like Stalin's purge. Gotcha, gotcha. Where they just like murdered a whole bunch of like Tibetan like Buddhist priests and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, through the Chinese ambassador, um, Joe requested um, a- and received permission for the em- the Chinese embassy to inspect the wreckage, um, which they did on September fifteenth to the sixteenth. The, the staff uh, reported to Joe that the plane had caught fire while attempting to land and then exploded. Okay. Um, Joe then sent additional staff to interview Mongolian witnesses um, and also to perform a, a detailed technical assessment of the crash. Um, so we're going to get like that Dateline NBC like reenactment shit? Yeah. <laughs> the, it, but this will probably just be like that scene in Chernobyl. Ah, okay. Which one? <laughs> The, the 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 trial. Oh yeah, that's the best part of the movie. Uh, the the report concluded that the plane had approximately thirty minutes of fuel when it crashed, um, but attempted to land without activating its landing gear or wing flaps. How can they know that? Because wouldn't the fuel burn? Well, you you could go by the amount of the the like the explosion and the the fire that burned. Okay. Like it landed in a field. Like by judging by the severity of the fire, you can tell how much fuel they had left. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, so in in nineteen seven uh, later on that year, a, a Soviet medical team secretly traveled to the crash site and exhumed the bodies, um, which by then had been um, had been pretty decomposed. Um, okay. The team removed two heads um, of corpses. Um, that were suspected most to be Lin Biao and Inye Chun, and took them back to Russia for forensic examination. Okay. Um, how many it, people died in the thing? It was nine in total, right? Eight. Eight in total, okay. Yeah, and in 1972, um, they concluded that the heads belonged to Lin Biao and Inye Chun, um, and that the, the heads are actually still stored in the Russian archives. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, they're in, they're um, in Manila it, folders. Yeah. 
It's under H for head. <laughs> <laughs> We've been looking hey, under hey, guys, L guys, and B uh, all looking, day I'm long they just, for the head they just of Lin opened Lin a filing cabinet full of heads. Where is I'm it? I'm looking for my keys, but I've realized I am in H. I need to be K for keys. I'm sorry. I've wandered <laughs> into the wrong place. I will extract myself <laughs> immediately. <laughs> so I'd say it's... It's like that one that 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 meme of the, the the Donald Trump Hollywood Walk of Fame star where they did it with like Cyrillic letters that look like that look like oh the, God, the alphabet. Amazing. And someone's just like, "I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you. I don't know who the fuck." And then they said what it would be like in Russian. Uh. <laughs> it's like it's like doya <laughs> doya doyim. Oh my God. Um. So they, they returned to Mongolia to, to corroborate their findings, um, and this time they inspect the bodies. Um, and, and after ex- exhuming the bodies, um, they found that the one corpse's right lung had the remains of tuberculosis, um, which Lin was the only one of the, the group to have known to have suffered from, um, which confirmed their identification of him. Um, they were not able um, to determine what had caused the trash, uh, crash, um, but they... But their hypothesis was that the pilot was flying low to evade radar and then misjudged the plane's altitude. Which um, would not be surprising. And then they said, judging from the fires that burned after the plane crashed, um, they had estimated that it had enough fuel um, to fly to the Soviet cities of, of Irkutsk or Chita, which are like uh, major far eastern cities in Russia. Okay. Um, all, all of this was kept secret. Um, from the public, um, and so outside of the investigative team, um, only the director of the KGB at that time, Yuri Andropov, who would eventually go on to be the leader of the Soviet Union, um, and Soviet leader Leonid Brezhnev were the only people who were informed of this. Um, and all of this remained classified until the 1990s. Oh, okay. So this is a relatively recent uh, declassification of things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, in, in the aftermath of all of this, all the officials that, that sort of been close to Lid and his family um, were purged within, like, weeks of, of this event. Um, on September 14th, um, Joe announced to the Politburo um, that four, high, four of the highest-ranking military officials in China uh, were immediately suspended from duty in order to submit self-criticisms admitting their associations with Lin. Go write an essay and tell me why you suck. <laughs> Why Lin was a bad man and why you were bad for being friends with him. But I can't Ten write essays. why I suck. I don't know how to write um, thesis statements. <laughs> You're going to have to do it. Dang it. Um, Guess I'll get purged. Following this announcement, following this announcement 93 people um, were, were arrested who were suspected of being close to Lin. And within a month, um, a thousand senior Chinese military officials were purged. God damn! Thou- what did he um, just purge them all, or they? Yeah, they just removed them from their positions, or sent them to prison, or or to labor camps, stuff like that. Gee. Um, the the official purge would would continue um, until until the tenth Central Committee on August of nineteen seventy three. So it, it goes on for about two years. Um, the incident um, it sort of marked the end of the myth within the party that, that Mao had, had always been, you know, correct about everything. Wait, wait. Uh, how was Mao wrong in this one? 
because he had made Lin Biao the his like second in command, like his successor. Yeah, but how does that mean he's wrong? You know, shit happens. Well, he shit doesn't happen when you're the supreme leader. You know, you have to think at this time Mao is like, it, like you know, like people joke about like Kim Jong Il being like the like this like super being that can't do yeah, anything like wrong. God. Like yeah. Mao's Mao's the same way. Like there was an oh, there was an okay. incident where Mao gifted this one writing group at I think it was Beida or, or another university. He gifted them mangoes, and they wrote this whole like poem. About how, like, these mangoes were a gift from God because Mao had given them to him. Oh. And, like, okay. so the mangoes. On that level. Like, one, like, one of the mangoes was preserved in formaldehyde. Like, like stuff like that. Like. Wow. Okay. Like, so he's on that level with the. Yeah, people. he's. Okay. It's like a. It's, okay. When I say it's a cult, it's like a cult. Yeah, like, you can't okay. even chill, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, the National Day celebrations for that year. National Day always happens October 1st. Um, so the October 1st, 1971 National Day celebrations are canceled. Is National Day like the United States 4th of July? It is, and usually there's a large military parade where Mao and other military leaders sort of parade around, and the, the same still happens. I was going to say, we almost had a military parade here this year, or last year. Uh, last year. Yeah, it's essentially like what Donald Trump wants, but Donald Trump will never get fair um and and lynn's death is not announced because at this point no one knows lynn has died except for the people in like the Politburo, high-ranking people in the party um so lynn's death is announced to all communist party officials uh, in mid-october of that year um and the chinese public is informed in november um and when this is reported to everybody like everyone is shocked to find this out uh, because Lin Biao was considered to be like one of Mao's like greatest followers, um, and that he's he's like considered a national hero, untouchable, so to speak. Yes, um, and so after this, uh, Mao's health sort of deteriorates due to this sort of betrayal, um, and he becomes very depressed. Oh, um, at no. the end of 1971, um, he suffers a stroke. Ugh. Um, and in 1972, uh, January of 1972, he gets emergency medical treatment, uh, but his health sort of remains unstable. Okay. He already had a litany of health problems that we're not discussing, right? Yeah, he as didn't far as like I know, from talking to, or not talking, what the fuck, I'm not a celebrity, uh, from listening to <laughs> Laszlo Bungavri, like, Mal was sickly. He was always sickly. Yeah, he... He wasn't in the best of health. Yeah. Um, so uh, Mao sort of becomes like nostalgic um, for some of his like old revolutionary comrades he purged, um, and so he he sort of backs Joe's efforts to like rehabilitate um, all of these sort of like old veteran members of the Communist Party who have been purged, hmm. and he attempts to um, correct some of the excesses of the Cultural Revolution, which a lot of this gets blamed on Lin. Um, because Lin here, he becomes like the perfect scapegoat to blame everything that went wrong on the Cultural Revolution up to that point on. Um, and this uh, this also includes like the rehabilitation of like Deng Xiaoping, um, who who had been sort of like demoted severely at, uh, during the Cultural Revolution. Okay. Um, Zhou becomes like sort of the second most powerful man in China at this point, um, and and Jiang and her followers are not really able. 
um, to really do anything about it. Um, and without Lin's support, um, Jang is unable um, to prevent Joe's, um, Joe's efforts to sort of reach out and form a detente with the United States um, or to begin the sort of rehabilitation of those purged during the Cultural Revolution. Um, and Lin, Lin, though, does remain Mao's official successor um, until they amend the party constitution um, at the 10th Central Committee in August of 1973. So he's dead, but it still says that he's a successor if something happens. Yeah, because they haven't revised the constitution. So what happens if something happens to Mao in the interim before it's revised where Lin's dead? Possibly like what happened when Stalin died. Um, there, there's probably a power struggle of some kind, um, and then someone emerges at the top. Probably Joe. Would, would we um, have the balkanization of China? Uh, no, it, it would probably be like Joe would probably take over. Um, it, it would probably go to him. Um, maybe uh, Jang would try to take over, but probably um, probably Joe would be the one that would end up um, becoming the leader. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so sort of the Chinese government's position on on Lin and its circumstance of his death had had changed several times uh, following 1971. Um, for over a year, um, the the party had first attempted to like cover up all the details of Lin's death, just saying that he died, um, and that the government um, eventually began over time to detail like what had happened. Um, mm-hmm. followed, and then there was this sort of anti-Lin Biao uh, propaganda com- uh, campaign. No, not anti-Lin. Um, and after 1976, after Mao dies, um, the government confirmed um, it confirmed his condemnation of Lin um, and, and generally like refused to talk about it after that point. Okay. Have they talked about it any further? Uh, no, like like I said, like the the quote I said before earlier, that was you know that like they're not gonna like their their reason is like good enough, and that they're not gonna talk about it anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and throughout the seventies, um, high-ranking um, Chinese Communist Party officials, um, including Hua Guofeng, um, they they spread the story to foreign diplomats um, that that Lin had conspired with the KGB to assassinate Mao. Which was it, or we. It's it's probably not true. Okay. Um, in in nineteen seventy three, um, Jang Jang begins her um, her campaign, um, which is uh, called the Criticize Lin, Criticize Confucius campaign. Um, oh man, all, all, not Confucius. All the good all the good quotes I know from Confucius, all, man. <laughs> all all your all your heroes, they're they're gone. They're canceled in nineteen seventy three. No. Um, so. Lin, uh, she uses this attack on Lin um, to attack Zhou Enlai. Um, and, and a lot of this propaganda campaign is sort of this uh, falsification of history um, it, uh, about how like Lin had always opposed Mao's leadership and tactics and that he was always you know against Mao. So they're trying to rewrite history. Um, and, and a lot of this is based on um, is that... Uh, that Lin had, um, there were flashcards made um, by by Ye Chun to, to sort of like record Lin's thoughts on things, um, j- just to sort of like know where he stood on, on certain issues. And he was practicing them okay. <laughs> with long yeah, division. Like the his back wife's room. there, yeah. practicing. Okay, number two. Uh, <laughs> I can never remember this one. <laughs> um, 
and and some of the opinions <laughs> that were recorded on these flashcards is sort of like a reference for her when she was like doing things for him officially um have opinions that are critical of mal okay um so his private criticisms of mal were, were sort of contradictory to the public image he was keeping that that he was always like you know like for mal mm-hmm. um and and a lot of these um were stated that you know that he blamed the great leap forward um and and all of the mistakes were um were, were sort of um from or were, were sort of the the cause of Mao. Because um, publicly he had said that the reason why those programs had failed was because the people weren't following Mao's instructions. Of course. Of course. Because um, Mao's always correct. So, but, but after 1976, uh, many of the native aspects of the Cultural Revolution were blamed on him. Um, after after 1976, um, the, those that um, would seize power, the, the so-called the, the Gang of Four... Um, they would they would also use Lin to, to sort of as a scapegoat for most of their excesses. Um, okay. In 1980, um, there would be a, sp- a series of special trials to identify those most responsible for the Cultural Revolution. Because um, by this point, the Cultural Revolution has sort of been reversed, and all those people that sort of like took care, like were involved in the excesses of it, like the most abuses, were where some of them were even executed. I was gonna say, wasn't the Gang of Four like not a great group of guys? Like, no, all it was very it was Jang, it was Jang and a couple other uh, three other officials, um, and that they that they were like very abusive, um, and they were put on trial and they were they were essentially put in prison for the rest of their lives. Okay, okay. Um, and what they had did was they had sort of like placed the blame on him. But when the Cultural Revolution is sort of reversed in 1980, when, when Dung's Quick sort of takes power, um, they're all put on trial and removed. And like I said, other proponents of the Cultural Revolution are, um, in some cases, even executed. Hmm. Um, I, I remember reading an account from a photographer who sort of cataloged the Cultural Revolution, and he sort of photographed the trial of one of the one of the women who was like a big leader of the Red Guards who had, who had done a lot of like terrible things. Um, and they they threw her in jail, and before they put her on trial, they broke her jaw so she couldn't speak, and oh, they just put shit. her and they just put her in front of like a kangaroo court. They convicted her. They took her out to like the outskirts of the city, and they just executed her. Holy shit! Um, in in 1981, um, the government said that um, Lin Biao must be held along with Jiang uh, Jing as the two major counter-revolutionary cliques responsible for the excesses of the late 1960s. Accurate. Wait. <laughs> um, according to this verdict, um, Lin and Jang were, were, the, were the most to be blamed, or held the most blame, um, because they had led um, um, intra-party cliques um, that had took advantage of Mao's mistakes, and use that to advance their own political goals, uh, engaged in critical activity or criminal activity um, for their own benefit. Um, and one of the crimes that they're listed uh, as having committed was the ouster of of Liu Xiaoqi, um, who was that um, that head of state who wanted to remove Mao from power and essentially start what Deng right. started in the 60s. Right. Right. Um, 
And um, Lynn was said to have used false evidence to orchestrate a political frame-up of Leo. So now, I guess my question is, how do, like, the people in China, if you were to say, if you want to spark a discussion about uh, Lin, Lin Biao in China today, do people look at him and they're like, nah, like, he was all right? Or do they say, mm, problematic, they, fuck that guy? They they probably say, like, they, 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 they either don't care or they don't think very highly of him, probably. Okay. okay. What if a party um, official came in and said, what's your opinion on Lin Biao? What would they say? Terrible. That was <laughs> they just started, that was not supposed to be a Chinese accent, by the way. <laughs> they just it just kind of came started, out that way. <laughs> they just started they just started like shattering things. They just started destroying things in anger. Like 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 jaws. <laughs> no, don't do that. That's the ashtray you get this month. <laughs> it's terrible. It's like oh, I hate him so much. Fuck. Um, so he has—he's never been rehabilitated. Probably never will be. Lin Biao, uh, he's so, dead. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's dead, bro. Who cares? You can still rehabilitate people who are dead. Oh uh, yeah, you just have yeah, to be a Mormon. Fucking, yeah, well, I'll say if you're Mormon, <laughs> you can go to baptize them after they're dead. <laughs> well, they—they they call it like political rehabilitation. Like they—they they did it a lot, like in the Soviet Union, and Russia has also done it, where they'll say like someone who like Stalin accused of of committing treason, who wasn't actually committing treason, like who was purged. Mm-hmm. They'll say like, no, he didn't actually commit treason. Like he's he's not guilty. <laughs> this of that. guy's great. No, he's okay. We 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 overreacted. They they mostly do it for the families of the of the people um, related to them. Yeah, so they just don't get their names dragged through the mud. I get that. Yeah, I get that. Well, so that was, is that it? Yep. So that was the tale of one Lin Biao. The Lin Scott Bayo. It's crazy how much information we have about him. You know, when you think about, like, um, uh, historical figures as time marches on, like, how much information are they going to have about us? Like, like if we're if we're a popular figure when we us? die... None. No, they will, dude. None. No, no they fucking us. will. By the time you're... When you're dead, if you die a popular political figure, they're going to know, like, what clothes you were into on Monday in July... Like, based on your freaking Google data that they just have off of cookies, you know? This guy was talking well, about it's, it's basketballs more, in his living room in August It's more 1st. fascinating to me that we still have this information and that the Chinese government hasn't tried to suppress it to the point that nobody has access to it. Or that they haven't tried to officially change it more or less so badly. right now, right? I mean... Well, yeah, they can't, they can't suppress, like, the reports are done by, like, foreign... Yeah, but they can absolutely control the information that's released to the Chinese uh, public at large, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, they already do that. Yeah, because they have like state TV, and they could say, "Look, like that report's bullshit and fraudulent." My point is just like I'm surprised that we have this much information without the the Chinese Communist Party being like. That's nah, a really good point, no. actually, Steve. Where where does most of this information come from? Is it intelligence or? Like I said, you know, it was eyewitnesses. Um, it was it was sort of things that were um, that were recorded that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, um, the, it's just it's just one of those things that even even with the information there, like the government just denies it. Hmm. Like even you could be like, why well, have all the evidence right here? They'll say like, well, no, that's not true. <laughs> it's like, but it's right here. They're like, no, it's not. 
It's like it's like that. Again, this that, is this that, is China that we're talking about. So like, I don't I don't like to be like a shitty person, but their government is very very bad about just copying the shit and being like, yeah, we well, did that. So what? What well, was like that Chinese um, that Chinese diplomat that was on BBC recently, where they showed him the clip of all the detained Uyghurs, and he's just like, he was just like, it's it's not real or whatever, and he's like, or, or like they would show them like video evidence. He's like, that's not real, and he's Jesus like, Jesus Christ. He's like, well, have you ever been to Xinjiang? <laughs> and I could just see you sitting in your living room screaming at your TV. Yes, I have, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yes, I have, motherfucker. He's like, well, they say he's like, well, they say it's the most beautiful place in China. Oh my god! And how can anything bad happen there? I've gotten a ver- a lot of mixed. Uh, things about China that I've heard because I've never been, uh, but I've heard from multiple different people that have went. I've heard very mixed things. Uh, I've heard that it's very nice. Um, I've also heard that it is incredibly disgusting and gross. Uh, Steve, your take? I would say both those things are true. There's it's like, it's pretty dirty. Just depends on like where you go. Well, okay, how's this? When we say it's pretty dirty. Let's let's think outside. Just the go on YouTube and just watch you know ADV I mean? China. <laughs> well, it's just there's really? a lot of like there's a lot of littering. I'm not, I'm uh, not kidding. It's like two. It's like a British guy and a white guy from America who live in China, and I really don't understand how they're allowed to upload things without being like reeducated at all. Well, they. Well, I think it's the fact that they have they have a VPN, and it's the fact that no one cares about them. Yeah, like they they're upload not, videos not like what we hate about our Chinese wives and like. <laughs> but yeah, no one. Yeah, but they're not like making videos about Winnie the Pooh. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're not. They're not. They're they're not making anything that's going to cause like to destabilize the Chinese state. A bunch of white guys complaining about their Chinese wives is not going to. Uh, I like how they just, just they just ride motorcycles around China and just it's. It, isn't that the preferred way to get it's around? It's very interesting, though, because you're, like, watching them ride around, and it just feels kind of dystopian sometimes, especially when they ride around that one area, which I'm sure is not just one area, but that area where there's all the buildings that, that no one's ever going to live in, and they're just constantly building. Oh, ones. yeah, yeah, because, like, the way, like, the construction and, like, the real estate market works there, there's, like, high-rises that are perpetually, like, under construction, there was a bunch of them that was by the university I worked at, and like uh, UCF I four, you mean? <laughs> well, Shit, that's perpetually under construction. Well, no, I'm talking about like, like a twenty story yeah, like dude. building. We're talking about them building like, like, on I four. No, 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 no. It's much worse. <laughs> no, this is like, this is like it was like it was just girders and it like remained girders for like the two years that I lived. There. Imagine you built I four, but I'm, no one ever drove on it ever. No, I'm talking about that building. That oh, you're talking about yeah, the, the I-4 I-4. Yeah, it's very yeah, similar. Ryan, um, imagine there was like 20 I-4 eyesores just around a, a college campus that's surrounded by other college campuses and cornfields. And many of them are like unstable and they're not – like they're not even livable. They're like going to collapse at any yeah, moment. Yeah, it's it, – dude, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, they usually only make buildings in China to last about five years. <laughs> wow, just, um, that that speaks volumes to the to the quality of Wish.com and Alibaba and shit like that. Well, because you can't you can't own land in China. You really only own the building, um, and, and also it's for a thing for like the construction industry that like 
you you just have to keep on like building because you can you can own a building but you can't own land if you if you um right um you can only sort of get a lease to use land and usually it only lasts i i think the most you can get is a hundred years that's a good lease so you can't own land in china yeah the the state owns it because it's communist I understand that. I just, I, I didn't See, in communist... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I'm going to go lay down. All right. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, dream about MiGs shooting down planes and watch Top Gun. I'm going to go play Avengers. Animal Crossing, which is very similar to China, and that it's not at all similar at all. But there's fireworks going off right now. So, so it's time to go, then. That's our cue. Bye. Later. Later.